0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Future Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Juliette Lamar, and we have with us on the line today, Debbie Hoffman. She is the CEO and co-founder at Symmetry Blockchain Advisors. Hi, and welcome, Debbie.
1: Hi, Juliette. Great to be here.
0: I'm so happy that you you found the time to join us. You're a very busy lady.
1: (laughs) Yes, it's a busy time for blockchain.
0: (laughs) So why don't you kick us off with an overview about Symmetry Blockchain Advisors.
1: Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Symmetry is a advisory and a, a company that advises on blockchain, both strategy and build-out. Um, we also do advise on ICOs, um, but more and more the requests that we get are more on the enterprise blockchain build-out. I'm a, an attorney um, as a, as a Co-founder, and so we focus on both um, compliance issues and as well as um, I- integration of the um, architecture. And we also have a team that works on a whole bunch of ancillary, other, um, other um, verticals that come within the blockchain. Um, whether it's an industry-specific question or whether it's a marketing question, um, but we kind of do what we call where the hub and spoke hub and spoke approach. We we kind of focus on the entire um, blockchain and not just one part of it.
0: Well, because it has to work together in unison. Focusing on one part might might not be the, the best way to go about it, right?
1: Yeah, a lot of um, companies are maybe a little bit more targeted in what they look at. But what we try and do is have um, a different um, expert within each particular um, area to approach Development of the blockchain and the strategy of the blockchain.
0: So people will come to you with uh, a problem or something they want to implement, and you really provide a lot of teaching for them in in whatever capacity they need. That's
1: right, Juliet. We have kind of a three-pronged approach. First, it's education. So a lot of times the tech experts will come to us, and they understand blockchain and they know they want to put it into their enterprise and their um, whether it's their supply chain, whether a specific area. So we help them. Kind of educate their executive team or the professionals to understand what blockchain is, why it will help efficiencies in their business. Um, So that's education. Number two is really strategy. We do workshops where we sit down with their teams, discuss their um, business, and figure out what's the best use case for a blockchain in their business. Sometimes there actually isn't really a need, um, but there are most of the time we, we find areas where it can really streamline and cause efficiencies and help with efficiencies. And then the third is actually the tech build out. We have a fantastic group of blockchain um, architects that that work with the tech teams of these companies that develop the blockchain or the interface or whatever is actually
0: needed that the tech teams internally can't handle. That's fantastic. So it really is, you know, you could you could just choose what you need. Either all three, one, two. It's really up to the person and you and you construct it around very very specific needs.
1: That's right, Julia. And what's interesting is we go into different verticals. There are some in terms of industries. There are some that are very advanced and there are some that really just they kind of know the word of blockchain but they don't know much more than what that means so we
0: we've seen it all honestly and that's and that's great that you're coming from such a a bed of knowledge um do you have any interesting and exciting case case studies of of people who have used your service and in ways they've implemented it well
1: what i what what i can talk to you about is a little bit of the different types of industries that are implementing it. Because I think that's really what's the most interesting is that blockchain can be used from entertainment, from distribution of music um, and movies to directly from the artists to the fans. It can be used um, in a financial services industry to develop an ecosystem of basically their clientele and an exchange of information and money. Um, it can be used, I think a lot of people really love the idea of um, in healthcare because you're basically going to own your own records when you go to the doctor in the future. You're not going to be able, you're not going to have to worry about transferring your files um, and that, that goes along with identity. So when we look at our most interesting projects, um, what I think is just the various um, uh, immense
0: amount of creativity that we see among our clients. So, oh okay, I, I love, let's go in that direction. Because blockchain, you know, it's, it's not just an exciting new technology. It really is something that is important. And like you touched on, for instance, in the medical industry, being able to have accurate records that are put in the system that can't be messed with and that you own is such an incredible power and a very important m- way of doing med- medical records moving forward.
1: Correct. And, and what's interesting is, when, when again, when we talk to our clients, um, there are some that are just uh, that say, look, we just wanna do the basics, we're gonna have this ledger and this way to store systems." There are others that have a 10 year plan, not even 10 years, but a five year plan where they're going to be able to not only have the ledger, but this whole concept of um, tokenization of their ecosystem, which gets much more advanced and has an incredible amount of creativity and how, how, how it's being structured. Um, and so in the medical industry, the concept is really that each person would, um, we work with some clients that are developing this ecosystem where each person can own their own identity and really control what is put on the blockchain as far as their information so that you don't have a third party, um, you know, whether it's your insurance company, whether it's your healthcare providing that that owns your data. So if each individual owns the data that they're putting onto this blockchain that's available to their medical providers, um, it's much easier to be able to um, transport your medical history because it's all on this one ledger that you can share with your doctors.
0: Which which is fantastic. And then in some of the other industries you mentioned, where else do you see blockchain making the hugest splash and really upsetting in a good way that industry?
1: Um, So let's go to the concept of identity. Identity is used in almost everything we do these days. So healthcare is the number one. Um, I have a deep history in financial services and particularly in lending. And it's the same concept of identity. When you borrow money to buy a house, to buy a car, you are basically um, being looked at, your identity is being looked at, can I repay that loan? So Another area is in financial services, particularly in lending, because you can own what information is being shared with those that are looking at your identity. Um, a third is a little bit different, but really supply chain. The concept of being able to transport almost anything across the world, and we've seen it from pharmaceuticals. Actually, Walmart has a big um, blockchain endeavor um, cold storage, so anything that where you want to watch the temperature um, flowers I recently um have seen a very big endeavor in, in the flower industry so any anything like I said that from oh um farm to table kind of food, um, those kinds of supply chains is going to make a huge difference um, and then there there's a tremendous amount of others like I said, entertainment is a really big one, and that's because of the fact that the the artists can bring their talent directly to their fans without having that middleman that's another area where it's really trans- it's transformative there are in, there in a, you may ask us juliet a little bit down the road but there are factors that are kind of holding us back and being um transformative in the um, entertainment industry and and mostly that's because of speed right now with the networks
0: yeah that was what i was going to say is what are some of the biggest challenges that you are encountering in this realm
1: Yeah, so with some of these developments, it's really important to be able to have speed of transactions. Um, In fact, so when you're on a supply chain, you're not necessarily rushing to get each transaction on the blockchain within a certain period of seconds. But if you think about music and distribution of music... When a new artist releases music, that hits, you know, they say we're going to release it at 9 a.m. today. Every fan is looking to get that music immediately. And that is a little bit of a challenge for the blockchain because of the speed and the energy that it takes for everybody to access it at the exact same time. It's it's definitely in the future. But right now, um, a artist like Ed Sheeran would have a little bit more difficulty providing his music on the blockchain to fans because of that speed. Um, whereas there's plenty of artists that are able to do it that don't have that sheer number of, of you know fans trying to get the music at the same time. Um, but it will happen. and then the other the other challenge well there's a few other challenges. the other one is really just the energy consumption. It does take a lot of energy to run the blockchain and then the third is really kind of the regulatory realm. Um, not that there's any specific regulations for the blockchain itself, but it depending on the business, there are aspects that have to be looked at to make sure that they don't um, break, uh, whether they're national or international laws, like money transmitter questions or, um, you know, taxes across borders, things like that.
0: I see. And, you know, I really do think that the the pros outweigh the cons in, in many, many ways with, with the blockchain technology. It brings us together, like you were saying, with uh, like farm-to-table example. You know, we can have access to so many different things that we're not available as quickly or as fresh or you know from that specific person and decentralizing all this it really is i think bringing us closer and causing us to be more creative as a group there's no question that
1: the creativity
0: among the blockchain innovators is
1: tremendous um i feel like i know the industry pretty well but then i sometimes talk to people and the ideas are just astronomical um you know some of them are will take time to develop out but (laughs) essentially there's 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 a lot that can be done um, because, you know, basically blockchain is the whole concept of a real, true uh, blockchain ar- ar- arch- architect is that they want transparency. They don't love the permissions blockchains that I talked about a little bit with the financial services. They really want the world to be a better place. And that's really what's very interesting about this whole technology is that it's stemming from, for the most part, of course, you have, you always have some. Um, you know, some difficulties with the the fraudulent components that come with any new technology. But generally, blockchain developers are trying to create a better world for all of us. Um, Like I said, you know, with healthcare, particularly, is just a great example.
0: I've noticed that, too, with the people I speak with, and I I love that that's an overwhelming theme, is they want to change the world, and the vast majority of them want to change it for the betterment of, you know, people who are struggling, or they see an industry that is not working as efficiently as it could, not necessarily in the money ways, but in, you know, the amount of effort or time it takes for things. And it feels like blockchain is just a very grassroots problem solving engine, you know? <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. And what's interesting about that is um it is and but there's also a lot of development. I I, I think that there's we're so so in the early stages it's almost difficult to put your finger on where we will be with it five years from now so that, mm-hmm. you know, there, but generally the people that are developing it are the people that really can, can understand the benefits of kind of this, you know, decentralization, this idea of less less of a middleman or owning your own ecosystem. Um, I also am a firm believer, though, that the blockchain can work for um, institutions that are middlemen if they embrace it to their to their benefit, if they basically take it and utilize it in within their own ecosystems to own their own data. And I don't think that will help the, that will like, sorry, I don't think that will hurt individuals, but I just think it could be implemented because I just get that question a lot. Oh, if they eliminate the middleman, then how is it, isn't it going to eliminate the financial institutions and all the, all the you know, all the bigger entities of our society. And in the purest of a blockchain developer, the answer would be yes. But I do think that um institutions can build it out to their own advantage to be able to help with um efficiencies while help while working within their ecosystem. Hopefully that makes sense, Julia. But it it totally I mean, <laughs>
0: totally does. It because that's okay. that's you know, with any industry is if when the industry changes and certain roles are no longer needed you have to just become creative again and figure out how you are needed. And perhaps that is just a new way of looking at what you currently do, or perhaps it's it's completely uh, creating something new for yourself. And I don't think there's anything wrong with a little creativity. Yeah, there's no question. And the other interesting thing
1: that the question that I get a lot is about you know, from the people that are worried about their jobs. Oh, if, you know, we get this blockchain, there's no middleman, or we're going to change the way things are put on this ledger, does that mean we're going to eliminate certain jobs? And exactly what you were just kind of saying is that it won't eliminate their jobs, but whose job doesn't slightly change every year for different Mm -hmm. reasons as our technology develops. We didn't have cell phones 20 years ago, and so the way we did things was completely different. And so it's an evolution more than an elimination of of being able to figure out where is the need and how will what how can I do my job differently to incorporate this new technology and to make it easier for my customers or my partners or whoever it's it's working for
0: instead of looking at it as a an attack on your your job it's it's more of a it's more of just a, a molding of yourself and and people should really embrace embrace the opportunities they have to look at something through a different perspective because that's just life. Everything is changing and evolving. <laughs> no question, no question, <laughs> and um, yeah. So what are some of the things that, that you've noticed with yourself? What are some of the biggest, not necessarily lessons, but, but ideas and concepts that you've you've learned and and changed with over your course of time working in this industry?
1: Well, I think that you have to be fluid as to where the, where the technology is headed, Um, when I was first working on this, um, when I, when I, basically ICOs were the biggest thing since sliced bread, you know, and they're still big, but they've changed quite a bit. And I think that, and, and, that's a lot because of the regulatory questions and burdens and things like that. And it's the same thing with the technology itself. We've seen a lot of iterations. We've only been a few years out and we've seen so many iterations of the different types of distributed ledgers. And, and so I, people say, which is the best one? Well, today there's one that's better, better, that for different properties or one industry and tomorrow there might be something else. So I think that for with me, it's just learning to say, this is what I think today, but tomorrow I can change my mind and say this is where I think we're headed tomorrow. It, it doesn't – just because I say something in stone today doesn't mean that that's necessarily the truth in this industry tomorrow. It changes. And you have to be open mm-hmm. to the fact that it changes. And, you, you know, you you may not um, know exactly where it's headed, which is scary for a lot of people not to have the answers of tomorrow.
0: Absolutely. Very, very scary. And and that's that's what we find time and time again is is people are a little bit afraid of new technologies until they become so every day. In our lives, that that is commonplace, and then everyone's okay with googling things or using a cell phone. It's it's all just a matter of time before adoption of something that is so positive, like blockchain technologies, is is widely accepted. Right. Um. The, you know, the other thing I'm thinking about is that um. You know, a lot of people are are are
1: concerned about the blockchain because of because of that transparency and that like so
0: is it going yeah. to provide
1: too much transparency <laughs> and i get and 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 i and so the question is there are again it's the development of the technology to the point where it has transparency where it is needed and then there's a way to close it down so that all of your personal information is not out to the world or you know the, the aspects of it that you want to share are there but then there's aspects that you don't have to share or wouldn't be open on an on an open ledger for the world to see but i think there's a lot of concern about that, um, and I think there's ways to address that,
0: so if people want to you know become advised by symmetry blockchain advisors or they just want to learn more about your company, what's the best way for people to to do their research about you and to get in touch?
1: Sure, absolutely. If you look on the company's website it's symmetry advisors a d v i s o um, r s dot net and on there we have information for beginners in advance on learning about blockchain we have videos. We have, you know, like I said, resources, and there's a um, contact us uh, as well. And they can also, I mean, I'm always pretty much, um, you know, open to getting an email or a LinkedIn. Um, My email is debbie.hoffman at symmetryadvisors.net, and I'm on LinkedIn. I'm pretty active in, like I said, in education, I think is the number one goal to start with. So, Mm -hmm. you know, direct or indirect. Yeah.
0: Fantastic. Debbie, thank you so much for taking the time to to really enlighten us and give us a small teaching of, of some core concepts with, with blockchain technology. It's been a true pleasure to talk with you.
1: Oh, it's been a pleasure, and I hope that uh, I helped with a few takeaways for some of the listeners
0: on, on the Future I think, Tech Podcast. I think you absolutely did. That was Debbie Hoffman. She is the CEO and co-founder of Symmetry Blockchain Advisors. Thank you so much for tuning in. This has been Juliette Lamar with Future Tech Podcast. You have been listening to Almost Here